Hello, all you degrowers out there. I'm Miranda Black, and this is What's This Place? Behind the Clicks and Mortar. And usually, I talk about degrowth in terms of retail or shopping, but today I want to talk about chronic pain. And the reason is, well, you know, there's a, there's a number of reasons. First of all, get this. I recently read that new cases of chronic pain have outnumbered diabetes, high blood pressure, and depression, and it's now the number one cause of a doctor's visit. And here we go with the truth. I've been embarrassed to admit that I have been struggling with chronic pain for well over a year. And until I read that it's such an epidemic, I had this guilt and Well, let's be honest, it was a depression that I was the only one suffering or complaining or losing productivity. But it turns out, just like everything else in this world, I am one of millions and we are all looking for ways to cope. And then I was watching that succession finale where Tom is described as a pain sponge. And it just resonated with me so strongly because at first I was like, jealous because our society rewards pain sponges. There are countless TikToks and socials where people are celebrating and celebrated for their ability to take pain. No pain, no gain. Pain is deeply woven into the fabric of our modern productive society. And I should know, I pushed myself way too much. I took on a ton of pain all through my early adult years. Very little sleep. Does this sound familiar? Working two jobs, taxing yoga routines in order to hit the ground running the next day at 4.30 a.m. And I remember one yoga instructor warning me, saying that you can burn out your adrenals. And once that happens, it's really hard to build them back up. And I was like, what are adrenals? I gotta go. (laughs) If you're a retailer, or you work retail, you totally know about pushing through pain. Working in heels or hard sole shoes because they look good. Waitressing, all those new warehouse jobs. Don't even start with me about construction. People are working through their pain. Your back and your feet kill by the end of your shift. Pain is part of our whole working society. But it doesn't really matter where you're chronic pain came from or how it developed or how long you've had it. No matter where your chronic pain lives, whether it's in your back, your knees, your hips, you maybe have migraines, it could be in your eyes. It's all chronic pain and it all shares the same origin story in that it started and now it won't stop. The injury has healed. They tell me all injuries heal in six months or less. So being in constant pain, that's what chronic pain means. It's something that doesn't go away after the usual six months of healing. Let's say you sprain your ankle or you get a bulging disc. The body heals itself and that healing can take up to six months. But after that, the healing is done, but the pain continues. I've read lots of cases of people being in constant chronic pain for 10 20, 30 years. It makes being social or productive or even happy a huge challenge. A ton of energy goes into pain management. 
It's so exhausting. So the first line of pain management in the current healthcare system, whether you're in Canada, the US, or Europe, it seems to be pain meds. They give you Advil or Tylenol, Rabaxacet, and then they'll move you up to opioids, and then injections, and then surgery. It is a multi-billion dollar industry. And when I say multi, I mean like crazy multi. In 2021, the last time I could get statistics on this, the global pain management market, so all over the world, people using various pain management techniques, it was 70 billion. And that's expected to reach 140 billion by 2030. So double in a very short period of time. In Canada, one in five people live with chronic pain. So chances are more than one of you listening has a chronic pain condition, or you definitely know someone who suffers, whether you're aware or not. And that's all the pain that's on the books, right? The pain that's documented through doctors. Think of all the people without a family doctor, all the stuff that's not on the books, all the illegal drugs people use to numb their pain, or alcohol, or chocolate, or bad choices, or whatever people do to try to numb their pain. And then on the other side of that, there's the missed work, the missed social engagements. Every single event I've gone to in the past year, no matter how joyous, no matter how much I look like a normal person enjoying themselves, I am in quite a bit of pain. And leading up to that event, it's been a huge decision of whether I go or not. And that sucks. So I did try out the prescription pain meds. And there's a ton of plastic in prescription medication. But if I was going to be healed, then it was worth all the disposable applicators, the containers and doodads that were foisted on me. But the shocking thing was they don't really even work, which shocked me at first. I genuinely believed that once I decided to take the plunge into prescription pain meds, once I had exhausted all the anti-inflammatory diet options, the physio, a pill could stop my pain completely. Even if the price was being spaced out or having an upset stomach, at least the pain would go away. But the evidence is pretty conclusive that most of the modalities that doctors prescribe from drugs to surgeries, they often don't really even work on chronic pain. The pain peaks through or comes back, sometimes even worse than before. I just want to say, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a researcher. I'm also not a conspiracy theorist. Medication and surgery does work for all sorts of different diseases, but it frequently doesn't work for chronic pain. So what are we going to do? Just keep upping our medication until we're spaced out and incapacitated? Stop going to social events? Ugh. Quit working? No. Well, I have been on a pretty intense journey to heal myself, and I've discovered a number of non-drug, non-surgery ways to significantly reduce the amount of pain I feel in a given day. They work for me, and from what I can tell, they work for hundreds of thousands of other people. Now, there's not a lot of money to be made from pushing these tools onto people, and I think that's why a lot of it is word of mouth. So stay with me through the break. And when we come back, I'm going to give you my five things to try if you suffer from chronic pain, which ultimately could lead to degrowth in the pain industry after this short commercial break. 
If you're a Jenny from the block or a Johnny from the block and you want a new rock, you should check out Made You Look Jewelry. It's one of those where have you been all my life stores. Now, if you're also a Jenny or Johnny from the block who likes your bling made fairly by willing participants, then Made You Look is for you. The artists, gemologists, alchemists. Okay, they're jewelers. They work right on site, giving you confidence that your precious was made by consenting adults. One of the things that I love on the Made You Look website is being able to ask real-time questions to actual staff working the floor of the website, just like you're walking into a real store. You can ask anything like, how heavy is that bracelet? Will that ring fit my fiance's finger? What gems go best with pink hair? Hint, hint. Made You Look Jewelry for all the Jennies and Johnnies from the block who love feeling good about their rocks. Okay, so I have five ideas to float past you, just to plant the seed, just to put it out there as things that help me reduce and manage my pain when it's at its worst, or even when it's just at its naggiest. Like, chronic pain isn't acute pain, it just is like a toothache that won't go away. Now, none of these are as simple as swallowing a pill. I'll just get that out of the way first. There's no silver bullet. But all of them have worked for me in varying degrees on varying days. So let's get the cheesiest one out there first. Last summer, after a closet clearing, I was at a level nine pain. It was on par with the beginnings of labor. I wanted out of my skin. It was bad. And when you start looking for pain relief on Google, you might start seeing these ads for Curable. It's an app. I avoided clicking for a number of weeks. I thought it was going to just be a, I don't know what I thought. I thought they were selling me something. But like any great ad, it kept coming back and giving me a little tap on the shoulder. And you're able to sign up for free for a certain amount of time. And I was at a low. I was hating life. So I clicked and I listened. And I found out about something they call neuropathic pain, which is kind of like this pain record your body plays in order to stay safe. The record starts when you get the injury. And like any solid injury, it's going to get worse before it gets better. You know what I mean? Like you injure something and the next day you wake up and you're like, oh my God, it's so much worse than I thought. So the record grooves, they get really deep because your body is protecting you. The pain signal is saying, don't do that. No, 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 don't do that. Do this. And the record keeps playing and playing even after the body has healed. And at first I thought, oh, they're telling me it's all in my head that I'm just making it up. But it's it's not that. And it took me a while to understand it. Neuropathic pain is really complicated even for doctors and researchers to explain. So for me to try and do it on my little podcast here, that's not right. But that's why I'm giving you the tip to go to Curable. They deep dive this phenomenon. But I will tell you that when I listened to the education and followed the meditations, my pain went from a nine to a four in the first session. Blew my mind. I wasn't on any painkillers at all. So if you have pain from whatever that won't go away that your doctor has said is unexplainable or incurable, then check out Curable. I'm consistently able to get my pain down when I use the Curable tools. And it it doesn't mean that I don't have flare-ups. I still have really bad days. But to have Curable in my back pocket, to be able to take my pain down by even 10% without using medication, that feels like magic. Now, I'm going to say one caveat. It's never 100% gone. 
Not yet. I'm still working on it. In fact, I recently got super depressed that I couldn't get it down to zero. Because I've heard lots of stories of people who used Curable for a week and their pain went away after like 5, 10 years of constant aggravation. And I wanted to be one of those people, but I wasn't. And the more I listened, the more I realized I'm kind of the more common Curable user who has success reducing but not eliminating pain. And the most significant gift from doing the work in Curable, and this is super important. It is the ability to be happy even when I'm in pain. The ability not to be scared or curtail my activities simply because I'm in pain. Getting a little emotional (laughs) because it's huge. When you can't go somewhere because you're scared that you're going to flare up or you're going to just be uncomfortable and miserable the whole night. But when I decrease the severity by a percentage, well, in degrowth, that's what we're talking about, right? Percentages. Decreasing our use of drugs or our inability to be productive by small amounts, which over large populations can have a huge effect so that maybe by 2030, we're not at $170 billion in pain medication and pain management. Maybe we're only at $140 billion. So that's the Curable app. You can start for free and they say you'll feel less pain in 30 days or you get your money back. And I did. So I kept it. It's about $100 a year. You can find it by Googling Curable. I'll put all the links in my notes for the podcast. And I want to clear up right here that Curable has no idea I'm doing this podcast. Curable has no idea I even exist. (laughs) There is no financial gain here. I just want to say that for me, it helped a ton and I want to pay it forward to other people. But if you can't afford that app, or maybe you're not ready to commit, there are two really good podcasts that use the curable philosophy for managing chronic pain, and you get a lot of the education in these podcasts. So these are free. The first is Tell Me About Your Pain. It's hosted by two doctors, and they give you some techniques, they share some stories, they interview some chronic pain sufferers, and it gives you a great idea of what you can expect from Curable. They do advertise for the Curable app within the podcast, but it's not in-your-face kind of advertising. And it's considerably shorter than any smartless commercial break, which is way too long and makes me not want to listen. I recommend you start at the first episode and go at it like a limited series because they do build on and refer back to some of their more modern education on the current understanding of what pain is. It's actually super fascinating. And the second podcast is called Like Mind, Like Body, which are stories of people like me who've used the Curable app and how it changed their life. So again, they talk about Curable, but the stories themselves are really inspirational. And they frequently have episodes with doctors explaining how and why this method works. And they cite the studies behind the work. It's all based on science. So that's your first option to degrow your painkillers and to actually have a better quality of life. That's a big aspect to the learning, a good quality of life, which we're all looking for. Now, the next pain degrowth recommendation, it's free. It's in your home. It does take away my pain almost completely for a nice length of time, like two hours pain-free, or it lets me fall asleep pain-free. But it, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's super popular right now on the TikToks. Please give a warm welcome to Cold Plunges. 
or cold showers. I'm personally, I'm not much of a cold shower person. I don't really like it. It doesn't go deep enough. It feels like getting stuck in the rain. Some people like cold showers. I much prefer the plunge, a complete submersion. My sister reminded me that I've been plunging and recommending cold plunges since I was in my late teens, early 20s. I think I was doing it then to be more productive, to get through the pain of the double waitressing shift. And now I do it for the chronic pain I probably got from pushing myself through the pain. Irony. So plunging into an April lake in Northern Ontario with ice floating in the water, that might not be your bag. That's okay. You can start small. Summer is actually a great time to start because our groundwater, it's not as cold. Like our tap water, it's just not as cold as it gets in January. And you can start with just your legs or arms. There's this guy known on the internet as the Iceman because he holds all sorts of world records for how long he can withstand the cold, which is obscene, his world records. He has a bunch of videos on how you can start introducing your body to cold plunges. He himself is extremely extreme, but he's also the first to admit you don't have to plunge like he plunges. So his name is Vim Hof, which is W-I-M, and the last name H-O-F, if you're cold plunge curious. Now, I love the cold plunge, not just for getting rid of the pain, but just feeling uh, this like mental clarity. I have no idea what the science is behind it, but I have read lots of stories of other people getting the same results. And even if you don't have pain, there are tons of health benefits to the cold plunge. One study in the Netherlands found that people who switched their shower to cold for the last 30 seconds, so you have your regular shower and your nice warm shower, and then for at the last 30 seconds, you switch it to as cold as you can get. Those people who did it in the study called out sick from work 29% less than people who didn't do the cold showers. Now, that's a Googled statistic, but Chris Hemsworth he did this health documentary, which I also recommend on, uh, I think it's on Disney. And he cited that same study in his health documentary. So I feel confident spreading the word that cold plunges work on many levels. But I'm going to go back to recommending start small. I am seeing on TikTok and Instagram, all these people in like baths with ice cubes in them. You do not have to do ice cubes. You don't have to go down to 32 degree freezing cold water. You do what you can do. Just get water out of your tap. Go as cold as you feel comfortable with and experiment with that. Start with 15 second cold tub. Rub your body warm after and just see if you feel like plunging in again. The first plunge is always the hardest. It sucks, the first one. But after I get out, I get this surge of warmth and going in the second time is easier. And I can go in longer too. And then after you're all done, when you rub your body, then wrap up really warm, even if it's warm outside. Don't stay cold. And you can start even smaller than that. Just do your feet. You know, like if your feet ache, try a cold plunge for your feet first before you take the Advil or the Tylenol. Do the hot cold with two buckets side by side. Longer for the hot, shorter for the cold. Maybe you just want to just do the cold. It's all up to you. It's really good to end on the cold. I don't know why. It was something I was told years ago. So you don't need to buy a $10,000 tub and have ice cubes floating in it and show the socials how cool you are. Just start small and build from there. And if you are a 20-year-old bodybuilder who can sit in an ice bath for 10 minutes, power to you. 
But for the rest of the nation, which is pretty much 99% of us, we need to take baby steps to slowly get into cold plunges because the rewards are huge. Next on my pain degrowth list is a book called Breath by James Nestor. Now, you're going to get pissed off with me here because I know we have been told we eat wrong, we drink wrong, this thing is bad for you, that thing is bad for you, and then that thing was good for you. Well, it turns out... We have been breathing wrong for the past 300 years or so, which has led to all sorts of ailments. But the science behind this book is really pretty solid. It's like an anthropology lesson. Did you know that early humans had perfect teeth? No crooked teeth, no sinusitis, no snoring. We are the only animals who snore so prolifically other than dogs that have been interbred like boxers and pugs, you know, like the cute smush face dogs. Now, some animals snore softly on occasion, but it's usually at the beginning of hibernation when they are at their fattest. After reading breath, or maybe it's breathe, I think it's breath, and applying only two of the breathing techniques that he gives you, I got my resting heart rate down from a 70 to a 62 in less than two weeks. And my sleep is improving. And that always makes your pain feel better. Now, it's taken me a number of weeks to put these thoughts in a podcast that doesn't make me cringe because I wanted it to come off as something that's empowering, something that might help someone else out there. I know I sound chipper and I can gloss over a ton and edit my outward media life to make it look really easy and Instagram wonderful. But I'm telling you, I know from experience with chronic pain that there are days when you are washed out and you feel like you're at the end of your rope. I get that. Right before the pandemic, like two weeks before lockdown, I was told by a physiotherapist that I would never be able to do yoga again. And then it was lockdown for what felt like 17 years, trying to cope with this bogus diagnosis being super careful. If I can't do yoga, then I certainly can't do this and I can't do that. And there's so many people out there that are told they will never do X, Y, or Z again. But I now do Qigong, which to me is just a more flowy form of yoga. And I swim and I'm still in pain every day, but for the most part, I'm happy. So if you have been told you're never gonna do X, Y, or Z again, I just encourage you to try one of the options I've talked about today or to share this podcast with someone that you love who is struggling. These tools can be a lifeline for someone who feels like they can't cope anymore. Okay, so what is the headline here? Degrowth in pain and as a result, pain meds and surgeries is possible. It's possible for you. Like everything else in degrowth, It's a journey with ups and downs. Some days are less wasteful than others. I need to deeply apologize to my next guest, Caitlin Martella from Curated Cubs, for not getting her episode out sooner. But I hope this episode on pain degrowth explains why I just didn't have the energy. One of the things I joke about when people ask me where I started is, I had a boy in 2015 and then I had a girl in 2019 and I had this, you know, quote unquote, million dollar family. 
And then it wasn't until I started realizing that I was actually spending a million dollars. And that's what the million dollar family meant because you're buying a pink (laughs) version or a purple version or a glitter version of something that you already have. Like, why why can't Julia just wear the shark pajamas? Why does she have to wear princess pajamas? And so really quickly, I started to realize, number one, that my daughter could absolutely wear all of the beautiful little things that I've saved from from my son. But number two, that if I kept going, I was going to bankrupt us buying all these fancy new dresses. Um, That's on the next episode of What's This Place? I am Miranda Black. Share this information with someone you care about. If you have any questions or comments, my email is Miranda at Theodore1922. I will see you soon.